Welcome to The Trail Less Traveled, an adventure series dedicated to taking you back to mankind's earliest form of entertainment, storytelling. Missoula, Montana is a mecca for outdoor enthusiasts, and each week we will bring you tales of outdoor adventures both near and far, as well as adventure information and inspiration and a few tunes to set the mood. You can read more about the show online at traillesstraveled.net. And now here's your host, Grand Canyon Whitewater Guide, yoga instructor, and master of the didgeridoo, Mandela. Today, the trail has traveled is being recorded in central Habana, Cuba. And I'm sitting here with Jorge Enrique Pascual Isaguere. Jorge works in IT in the hospital. He also helps his uncle out as a tourist guide around Habana. When Jorge was in his teens, he started studying English, French, and Italian. So he speaks four languages, including Spanish. We're sitting here in central Habana, and I'm looking out the window at the balcony towards a beautiful, colorful street lined with pastel buildings, old architecture, and lots and lots of power lines. Coming down the street are classic vehicles, pre-1950s, I'd say as well as BC taxis, high school taxis, and just passionate people walking up and down the street. We're in walking distance of Ol Habana, but for now we're sitting here at the house where I'm staying, and it's time to learn about Jorge's life. So Jorge, where did you grow up, and how was adventure a part of your childhood? Well, first, my name is George. I am 36 years old. I born here in Havana. This is my city, my beautiful city beautiful buildings with different colors. All buildings maybe have 70, 80 years. I grew up in Havana with my family. I used to live with my grandparents, with my mom, with my father. And I have good memories. For example, when I was studying at school with my classmates, I remember I used to play in the street, different kind of plays typical from Cuba like trompo we used to play with ball we used to play baseball it's our national sport basketball and sometimes me and with my friends we used to go to the malecon and in that times we swim a lot in the malecon now we can swim but maybe uh, 20 years ago was possible Malecon is the ocean, and the ocean has a large wall. It's like a sofa. I say that it's like a sofa where the Cuban people go for, you know, when you start your first relationship, you go with your girlfriend or your boyfriend to the Malecon, and you only need beautiful words and maybe one bottle of wine, and it's a good place for relax maybe for thinking the future. I have good memories to that place. If you one day visit Cuba, I recommend you go to the Malecon and maybe hear music, people singing. It's a good place. Some people fish. And when I was a child, I used to fish too with my friends, you know. My city is, is nice. It's safety. You can walk for the street. And I have good memories. 
George, tell me about the games that you played as a child. Yesterday I was walking around Old Habana and I saw a bunch of children playing in the street with marbles. Can you tell me about that game and some of the other games you would have played on the streets of Habana as a child? In my times, the plays were different. For example, now the soccer is very popular, but I remember in my times, the more popular were the basketball, baseball. We played with balls in the street and we played with trompo, it's one typical play. Trompo is something uh, is similar to one ball and you use one. How you say, hilo, hilo? A chord. A chord, and you launch, and the trompo start to dance, to move. It's very uh, interesting. In these times, we can see this kind of place, because now we are in the future, and the place more popular are with tablets, with computers. But in Cuba, the kids prefer maybe play soccer. It's popular. But in my times, it was different. We play with balls. We play with uh, trompo, uh, we play basketball, volleyball, baseball. Maybe will be rain. For us, be a party because we can play in the street, raining, and it's something beautiful. You're on the trail less traveled, and today the trail less traveled is being recorded in Central Habana, Cuba. And we're speaking with Jorge Enrique Pascual Izaguerre. Jorge, we were speaking about rain, and last night I was in Old Habana drinking a little bit of rum and smoking a little cigar, and all of a sudden the sky opened up, the storm clouds came in, the loudest thunder I'd ever heard. It was raining like a monsoon crazy, so I jumped into a BC taxi and came home. I'm just wondering, is that normal for uh, this time of year in Cuba? Uh, really, the month for the rain is May. But, you know, in this moment, the trouble with the weather is raining in June, July, and August. But normally, the rain is in May. But in these three months, September, October, November, is time for hurricanes. And for that reason, maybe it can rain. But recently, one hurricane was nearby. The name is Isaac. And maybe that hurricane bring rain to this area. But maybe in Cuban, maybe it can be raining too much, but maybe 20 minutes after, you can feel <laughs> the sun in your skin again. <laughs> now, for example, it's so sunny, but in the morning it was cloud. This is Cuba. Cuba is summer all the year. When the plane landed in Havana, you could feel the humidity set in. My brother sitting next to me, his hair started to curl as the plane was landing. This place is incredibly humid. But you just said that it is hurricane season right now. Yeah. This is news to me. Tell me about hurricanes in Cuba, and have you ever experienced one? For example, I had one experience maybe for the last year. In this month, one hurricane was close to Cuba. It's sad, you know, the storm raining, but our country is good in the, taking care of people, you know. But it always is sad. Our city is old, too much rain. It's no good for our buildings, and it's no good. And some people lose their house. That is sad, you know. Jorge, can you tell me what you know about the hurricane in Haiti? For example, our country sent people to help in Haiti. 
And the idea is try to help always. It's sad, you know. People losing their house uh, recently in Puerto Rico and Dominicana. It's sad, no. The idea is if we can stay together, maybe we can help and always help people with this kind of troubles. It's good. For this way, maybe we can help people. You know? I always try to be together. You know? Always try to help. You know, help is good. You know? Maybe someday you need help, but the idea is try to give. You know, give help people, people who need. Jorge, can you tell us a little bit more about the difference in being a child when you were growing up versus now when the kids are growing up, and how technology has influenced people's lives. When I came here, I heard that internet was hard to find. But when people are looking at their cell phone, are they on the internet? How has that changed interactions with the new generation? In Cuba, maybe three or four years ago, it was difficult to have internet. The internet is good, but in the way that you use it, you know. Uh, in Cuba, the people have family in other countries. It's one way easy for being touched with your family. But too much internet is no good because maybe become a disease. You know, you, the people spend a lot of time with their phones. You know. With the young people, uh, in my experience, I am IT. Some family buy computers, uh, maybe tablets. That is good because it's a good tool for study. But too much time with this kind of technology is no good. The kids need maybe play, being touched, you know. Because for grow up, uh, it's necessary uh, being touched with other friends and play and maybe make exercise. And it's something that we need to take care of with this, you know. In other countries, I read about the kids or, or the boys spend a lot of time in front of one computer. In my case, when I have one child, He's going to have time, one time for play with his friends and maybe not too much time with computers, you know. I prefer traditional plays, maybe baseball, swim, because I think it's more natural. I suppose my boy can learn more, you know. You're on the trail less traveled, and today the trail less traveled is being recorded in Central Habana, Cuba. Tell us about this area that we're in right now. This neighborhood is Pueblo Nuevo, but it's in Havana Center because we're in the center. Since here, you can go to Old Havana. It's close. We'll be around 20 minutes. Or maybe you can go to Modern Havana. It's around 30 minutes. You are now in, in the center. Center, center, center. <laughs> What are the different ways that people get around here? You know, on foot, BC taxi. Can you tell us about the different ways that people get around in Havana? Well, in Havana, the people prefer walk, you know. People prefer walk. But you can take collective taxi, a taxi with more people inside. You can share the taxi. But that kind of taxi is for a different area. It's one way straight. Uh, you can take local bus, the local boss are uncomfortable with a lot of people inside, but maybe you can resist. <laughs> and the busy taxi are for a small, small distance, and it's very funny because it's from bicycle. And some busy taxi have music with a lot of light, and it's very funny. 
You can take taxi straight, but that kind of taxi is a little expensive for Cuban people. But the most popular is the, your feet, you know, always walk. <laughs> we are on location with Jorge Enrique Pascual Izaguerre, and Jorge works in IT in the hospital. He also speaks English, French, Italian, and Spanish fluently, and helps his uncle out as a tourist guide. I'm staying with his uncle here in Central Habana, Cuba, and it's now time for a song. So, Jorge, can you please tell us about a song, maybe a song de Cuba, that reminds you of your childhood? In Cuba, we have one song uh, very popular. The name is Barquito de Papel. It's a good song for boys. This song is about one chip made with papers where the kid can go inside to that chip and can travel for all the world. You know? I'm not a good singer, but maybe can try to sing something, all right? <laughs> the song is something like this. It's Barquito de Papel. Mi amigo fiel, llévame a navegar por el ancho mar. Yo quiero conocer amigos de aquí y allá y a todos llevar una flor de amistad. Abajo la guerra, arriba la paz. Los niños queremos reír y cantar. Thank you. Trailless Travel Podcast is sponsored by Karuna Clothing. Sewn with love and laughter, Karuna Clothing is a handcrafted from natural fabrics which soften as they age. They design clothing lines to fit the moods of places which have inspired them. Designed simply and using the best fabrics, Karuna Clothing creates their own unique colours. Strong, well-sewn, small batch, unique product lines which are simply beautiful. Handmade in Missoula, Montana... All of Karuna clothing is sewn and dyed in the U.S. and all workers are paid good living wages. www.karunaclothing.com That's K-A-R-U-N-A clothing.com Hola, hola, hola. You are listening to The Trail Less Traveled. And The Trail Less Traveled is being recorded right now during midday in central Habana, Cuba. I'm looking out the window of the balcony, a long street that's kind of leading towards the Plaza de Revolución. Everywhere you look in Habana is like a story, and I can see why Ernest Hemingway spent eight years of his life here. It's a writer's dream. I walk down the streets, and I have to consistently pause and write in my moleskin what I see and, and describe it. It's delicious. I can't think of any other way to describe it other than delicious, humid, passionate, and colorful. If you are someone who enjoys classic vehicles, then you need to come here as well, because not only are they on the streets sitting on the, the corners, people are driving them, they're taxis. I'm sitting here with Jorge Enrique Pascual Izaguerre, and Jorge works in IT at the hospital, and he also speaks four languages fluently, Italian, French, English, and Spanish. Jorge, we were speaking before about how technology has come to Cuba within the past three years. It's changed. Three years ago, it was difficult to find internet in Cuba, and now it's much easier to find internet. You also told me that you met your girlfriend on the internet, so it's, a, it's not a bad thing totally. She's from Peru, and she's come to Cuba many times, and you've met her about 10 years ago. Can you tell us about how you met her 10 years ago on the internet when there was no internet in Cuba? How'd that work out? I met my girlfriend 10 years ago, 
Remember, I was using Yahoo in that times um, for my friends, and I meet her and I start to talk with her. Ten years ago was something amazing. Can meet people to other country and in Cuba more, and I meet her by internet and we start to talk, exchange experience. For that conversation, born one beautiful love. We start to write every day and. I remember I called her one time and I feel exciting, you know. This relationship started to grow up. She was studying in the university. Uh, she is teacher. She teaches in one university in Tacna. It's close to uh, Chile. She finished her career and she went to the United States for a study one year. And we continued in touch for around five years, and she decided to come to Cuba for the first time. I was so nervous. Uh, that day I couldn't sleep because something is writing and with pictures, but something different is when you have that person in front of you. But I was so, you know, so excited, and at the same time I was nervous. But when I saw her... Oh, wow, it was amazing. I almost couldn't talk. <laughs> but, you know, I learned something. When you talk with someone by Internet, you can see that person. You can open more your, your heart and your feelings. It's more easy for shy people. When you find that person in front of you, maybe it's more easy because you know more, you know. You have one connection with that person. And that happened was more close than when we used to write. Next year, she came with her family. I met her father, and for me it was more exciting because I had to talk with her family. If you love someone, nothing is impossible. You know, the love is half powers, you know. Now, I am thinking visit her in Peru. I am exciting again because now I am going to stay more time with her. But it's something curious, you know, how the technology opens doors, you know, for finding love. I am doing my papers in the embassy and maybe this year I can visit her and maybe I can get married. I'm not sure yet. <laughs> if I get married, I'm going to invite you or to visit uh, me and enjoy uh, my happiness. Hello. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so you going to ask her to marry you when you're in Peru? They have different customs, and I had to ask Mary to her father. In Cuba, it's different. You don't need to talk with the family for get married with someone. I was nervous. I don't drink, but for talk with her father, I drink one <laughs> one beer, and you know. And I, I talk with her father, and he say, oh, it's okay, it's no trouble. Uh, and I start to jump, oh, my God. Uh, if I can go to Peru, I am going to talk with her for celebrate. I am going to invite to go to my wedding. I mean, you can make a new history in Peru. What do you think? <laughs> I think that sounds wonderful. I hear there's a lot of mangoes in Peru, and I love mangoes. Yeah, yeah. That's wonderful. How are you going to ask her to marry you? Do you know how you're going to propose? I am trying to think in something special. I don't know. Maybe uh, with mango. I can prepare something with mango. Yeah. 
<laughs> I don't know. Maybe I can sing one song or maybe down the stars. If you have one idea, please send me. <laughs> yeah, please help me, all right? Yeah. You're listening to The Trail Less Traveled, and we're recording today in central Habana, Cuba, and I'm speaking with Jorge Enrique Pascual Isaguere, and he is uh, a guide as well as he works in IT in the hospital. He speaks Italian, French, English, and Spanish. Jorge, let's speak a little bit more about going to school and studying here in Habana. How did you decide that you wanted to study languages? Well, in Cuba, studying is free. You know, the kinder, the high school, university, all is free. You don't need pay. In my case, with 19 years old, one friend invited me to go to one school because my friend was interested in studying foreign language, and I decided in that moment stay with my friend you know, for studies. And I started to enjoy it, learn foreign language. At the same time, it was a good opportunity because in that kind of a school, you can meet people, you can find beautiful girls, <laughs> and it's a good moment for my friends. Different age, because that kind of uh, to a school, you can find people with different age. I was the most young in my group, and for me it was something interesting, you know. I stay with people more old than me, and with more experience. And I started to study English. After that, my classmates decided continued studying other language. I studied French. It's very hard, you know. When we finished, my group decided to continue studying Italian. But I continue with my group, and we study free language. Now my uncle have this kind of business in Cuba. It's open. When Obama was in Cuba, he opened gates, and a lot of people from the United States started to come to Cuba for learn about our country because we are very close. And all countries have beautiful things, but Iceland is is very interesting because you can find old cars, old buildings, good food, good coffee, good music, and the people are so nice, friendly. Uh, it's something different. No internet, just in some areas, and no big uh, buildings. You can make one travel to all times. You know, my uncle opened this kind of of business. I decide come here in my free times help because my uncle no, no he don't speak English. For me, it was one good opportunity because here every day I can meet people for all the world and I can learn about different customs and one people who come to our house is one opportunity for show my city, for make friends and one people new is one new history for me and for that persons. We receive young people here. I am old, I am 36 years. Sometimes I give advices you know, about the life. It's good experience. Jorge, as we sit here in central Habana, Cuba, can you give us some advice? Some advice? Yeah, oh, yeah I can give some advice yeah. now. Yeah. Well, my first advice is try to enjoy the life because the life is beautiful. If you can travel and visit other countries for learning about different customs, 
is good and always help the people around you and always try to feel happy in good and in bad moments. In Cuba, we always try to smile. If you are now in one difficult moment, please try to smile because with your smile, you can get all, right? <laughs> You can win. It's okay. Win. Yeah, you can win. <laughs> Jorge, what's that sound? Is that an ice cream truck outside? Yeah, this song is for ice cream, local ice cream. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Jorge, I would love to just ask you a little bit more about the life in Havana for people living here. What are people doing? Where are people living? What's it like? Can you describe it to the listener? Some people have local business, local cafeteria, small, and other people work for the government. You know, the economy in Cuba is difficult. Sometimes the salary is not enough because we are locked for United States and sometimes it's difficult, you know. But we try always, we try to smile in bad and good moments always happy, always singing, dancing, and this is our principal weapon, I suppose. <laughs> our principal weapon is try to smile all the time, all right? What's a typical day in your life like? What do you do? One typical day in my life is wake up early, maybe seven, prepare my breakfast, and go to my work. What's your breakfast? My breakfast is maybe a uh, juice, or maybe bread with yam, or maybe uh, with guava. It's typical from Cuba. Sometimes eggs. I go to my hospital, the place where I work. It's close to my house. It's around 10 minutes walking. I stay in my job until 12. I return to my house for lunch. And I return again to my job until 4, 4.40. Sometimes I come here to my uncle's place for receive new guests. And other times I make tour for the city, visit my friends, visit my family or my grandparents. I play dominoes. It's our national sport. <laughs> we say the, the baseball is our national sport, but in Cuba everybody plays dominoes. And the domino is very popular. You can find people playing dominoes in the street. Maybe early in the morning or maybe so, so late. I love domino and I play domino. Sometimes I play basketball with my friends when I have time and when my friends have time because my friends have many things to do. And this is one typical day in Cuba. Sometimes I go to party with my friends. This is Cuba. I go to the beach sometimes. I walk from the Malecon for relax in the sofa. <laughs> this is one typical life here in Cuba. And for those who just tuned in, we're recording the show right now in Habana, Cuba, and La Malecon is known as the big sofa for locals. And yes, tell us more about that. Why is it the big sofa? The Malecon is a wall. We say sofa because you can take the seat in the Malecon and you can enjoy the ocean, you can go, relax, you can find friends walking for the wall, and sometimes people go and sell flowers, play music with guitars. You can learn, you can enjoy it. 
different history. You can find different history in the Malecon. Some people go for fish, and I think the Malecon is one important place for Cubans and for tourists uh, too. You can go with one bottle of wine and you can make one party in the Malecon. It's something natural. You know. I recommend you maybe you can visit Malecon and you can explain to your friends how the Malecon look. <laughs> It's great here. <laughs> We're recording the trail less traveled on location in Habana, Cuba. We're in central Habana, Cuba right now. It's a hot, humid day. It looks like some storm clouds are building on the Caribbean. And I'm here with Jorge, Enrique, Pascual, Isaguere. Jorge, it's time for another song. Un otro songa. A song? Yeah. Oh, one song I am terrible singing. <laughs> What kind of song? Well, salsa. Uh, well, in Cuba, we have one group. The name is Van Van. That group have maybe 40 or 50 years. It's one group with different kind of generation grow up with that music. I can't sing that song, but maybe I'm going to give you one song that maybe you can play in your radio, and maybe you can dance. Yeah, salsa, yeah. <laughs> no, I am terrible singing, yeah. But, no, right, uh, I'm shy. <laughs> Maybe if I sing, maybe the people don't like her that song, all right? <laughs> all right. Hi, hello, my name is George. I am here in the Trail Last Travel, and I am now in Havana, Cuba. We're recording the trail as traveled in central Habana, Cuba. It is midday, it's hot, it's humid. There's a little wind in the air. I'm looking down a long street. You can see far into the distance, beautiful colored houses, vintage cars, lots of power lines, lots of passion. It's beautiful. I love this place. I want to live in Cuba. I'm here with Jorge, Enrique, Pascual, Isaguere. And Jorge works in IT in the hospital. He speaks Italian, French, English, and Espanol, and he also helps his uncle out with tours of the city. I'm living right now with his uncle in central Habana, and I would love to ask you a little bit more now about the history of Cuba, from what you know, going far, far back, hundreds of years. Well, the history to my country is always about fight, you know. We were a colony from Spain, And the first people in living in Cuba were Indians, and the Spain put the Indians to make hard work. And they killed almost all Indians and started to bring slaves from Africa. For the mix between Spain and African appears my colors, you know, it's the mix between black and white. It's called the Criollos. Criollos. After that, we were in a colony from the United States. And we started to fight until 1959, when our revolution won. And we started to fight since that time until now, trying to keep systems, you know. The idea is try to be free, and you know, it's one system very different, where the health is free and the education is free. You can walk for the street because it's safety, Um, my country is different. You need visit Cuba 
because we are going to find one country very, very, very different. We have good things and maybe some things difficult, but I suppose all systems have troubles, you know. But sometimes we need travel to other country and learn about that country and maybe for understand more. I recommend you maybe visit Cuba. Maybe you can learn. Jorge, if someone was listening right now and they said, yes, I want to come to Cuba and I want to spend some time wandering the city with Jorge, how do they contact you? You can visit my house. Maybe I can give you the address. In Cuba, all Cubans are friendly. For example, you can walk for the street and maybe you can find someone trying to help you. The people say hello, oh, where are you from? I start to talk with you and this is something nice, you know, the people are very polite and nice. It's a good city, but if you want to visit Cuba, we are going to receive you with our hands open. <laughs> Maybe I can show you the roof and I can show you around the city. Maybe you don't need pay, the idea is try to show you my city. The money sometimes is not important. You know? yeah. Jorge... Can you tell us why there are so many classic vintage cars in Cuba that people are continuing to drive? Yeah, we have one museum in the street, you know, <laughs> a lot of cars around the city. Because in Cuba, by cars is difficult and is expensive. And the people try to fix the house and keep this kind of old cars because it's beautiful. You can find beautiful cars with different colors from different years. In the Havana Center, offer taxi drivers offer tours for the city with different prices. Uh, this become popular maybe two years ago when Obama opened gates and a lot of Americans from the United States come to Cuba. It was something strange, you know, all cars in these times, but it's something beautiful. All cars, all buildings with paint with different colors. My city is old, but they all have history, you know, it's different. All have history. The new buildings need time for half one history, but all the buildings here have history. This house, for example, where we are now, have maybe 70 or 80 years. You can look beautiful doors, traditional windows, old balcony, the view here is beautiful. <laughs> Why all cars? Because I suppose it's difficult to change for new cars. We have troubles here with uh, economic, you know. For one way, it's good, you know, because all cars make more interesting your city. And some people come to Cuba just for take pictures that kind of old cars. You can find tourists walking in the street and when they look one old car, oh, they, they feel exciting, you know, because they came far find old cars. We're recording the trail as traveled right now in Central Habana, Cuba. My clothes feel like they're wet because it's so hot, <laughs> but it's a beautiful, beautiful city and I do agree with Jorge that you should come and visit. Jorge, a lot of times when people think of Cuba, they first think of Che, El Che, Yes. Can you tell us a little bit about El Che, Che Guevara, Ernesto Guevara Ernesto, de la Serna? Well, Ernesto Guevara is one hero. He born in Argentina, but he was trying to find freedom for all our continent. 
he met Fidel Castro in, in Mexico. He was daughter in the times, uh, and he decided to come to Cuba to fight for the freedom in Cuba. I can make you many history about Che, but he was something who always take care of the people. He feel this country like his country, and he was many years in Cuba. He was the president of the bank in Cuba, but I suppose inside of him, he was needed to give freedom to others. He was first in Africa, and after he decided to start the fight in Bolivia, because he is or he was or he will be one man for all the world. You know? It's about freedom. It's not about one country. It's about to help people. You know? We are lucky because he was in our country, and he helped to this country to grow up, you know. And everybody has good memories to Che, you know. He is someone very special for Cuba, you know. The trail has traveled, has been recorded on location in La Habana, Cuba, Havana, Central Cuba. And I have been speaking with Jorge Enrique Pascual Izaguerre. He is a man who works in IT in the hospital. He speaks Italian, French, Spanish, and English. And he also helps his uncle out when tourists come and stay. Like myself, I'm staying with his uncle, Pedro. So, Jorge, I'd like to now ask you a little bit about the tobacco factory that's right next door and the history of tobacco in Cuba. Well, in Cuba, the cigars, the tobacco is very popular. In our neighborhood... We can find two cigars factory. Uh, for visiting site, maybe you need to buy tickets, but maybe you can visit the store, and in the store you can learn about different kind of cigars. Uh, well, the best uh, city for cigars plantation is in Pinar del Rio, and in that city you can learn about the cigars, the productions, how the farmer prepare the cigars. I recommend you, if you visit Cuba, visit Viñales. In that area, you can learn about the cigars production, how it is made. Well, we have different kinds of cigars. For example, Che Guevara, he used to smoke Montecristo. Uh, Fidel Castro, he used to smoke Coiba. That kind of cigars are very popular. You can find many kinds. In our country... I don't remember exactly in which month celebrate one festival where uh, a lot of farmers come to Cuba for different countries and for buy cigars and for learn about cigars. Silvestre Stallone, he smokes cigars, Cuban cigars. Many actors come to Cuba for buy cigars. The cigars in Cuba are very popular. You smoke? Not really, but... You know, it's fun to taste it and to be here and to smell it as you walk down the street. And the same with rum. Can you tell us about rum in Cuba? Oh, the rum is very popular. Yeah. Havana Club is the best. We have different years. And if the pen of the years is used for prepared hotels and others, we have three years, five years, seven years. But we have one very popular, the name is Maximo. That kind of rum is the most expensive. One bottle, the price is 1700 and only can sell 1000 for a year, no more. 
but maybe I recommend you test. Yeah, test our wrong. Yeah, <laughs> you try. Yes, I tried age seven years. Seven yes. years. Yeah, oh, that's good. And you try mojito and daiquiri? Not yet, but I'm gonna go maybe to town now and try mojito. Where should I go? Yeah, well, um, well, mojito is very popular, and daiquiri too. For example, Ernest Hemingway, he used to go to Floridita Bar just for drink daiquiri, and he used to go to Bodeguita del Medio Bar restaurant just for drink mojito. Daikiri, very popular. Mojito, very popular. And who's Ernest Hemingway? Oh, Ernest Hemingway, he was one writer from the United States. And he was Premio Nobel de Literatura. He was someone who fell in love to Cuba. He was living many years in one hotel. And after he rented one house, and two years after, he decided to buy that house. That house is one museum. For example, in that house, you can find maybe a nice uh, thousand book. We have much to see still in La Habana, Cuba. I wanted to thank you so much, Jorge, for giving me the time to join me in your uncle's home today where I am living and tell me about your life. And I know that I'm very excited to go around Havana with you, quizás mañana or un otro día, and learn about the history of this beautiful country and this beautiful city. Muchísimas gracias a usted. Oh, muchas gracias a ustedes. Thank you very much for this opportunity. For first, for meet you and for participate in this uh, nice interview. I am very happy for your visit. And remember, our house is your house, and our intention is to make you feel at home. You know. <laughs> I have one more question for you. Some people in the United States are afraid of traveling to different countries. Some are afraid of coming to Cuba. What would you say to someone who is afraid, has fear of traveling? Well, I recommend you visit Cuba. Cuba is one country safe. You can walk on the street. And it's nice. Sometimes you need visit one country. Listen, but don't believe in all. I recommend you maybe come and touch with your hands the reality. But if you come to Cuba, I am sure that you are going to enjoy this country because this country is nice, you know, have magic, have good music, have good food, have beautiful beach, and have nice people, and you can feel different, you know. This country is something that I recommend you to visit, you know. History and wrong, Cigars. <laughs> and Jorge, can you give us three bits of advice? Three advices? Yes, yeah, so I recommend first, um, well, let me think. Oh, it's a hard question. <laughs> well, first, uh, you need to use a sun locker because here is summer all the year. <laughs> sun cream. Sun cream, yeah. Second, I recommend you. Learn to dance before to go to Cuba. <laughs> Cuba could be one dreams for many people. In this country, you can find you can find you. You know, in this country, you, know, you can find you. Yeah. Or maybe you can learn to love more. You know. Yeah. This is Cuba. Beautiful. Yes. Okay. I know that I am going to be coming back to Cuba as much as I can. I love it here. I want to come back for another month. It's a writer's dream. It's a photographer's paradise. Jorge, before we end the show, can we walk to the rooftop and you can tell everybody what you see? 
Okay, so we're walking up a very tight spiral staircase made of diamond plate to the rooftop of the home that I'm staying in in Havana, Cuba. Jorge is kind enough to take us up here. We can't hang out for too long because it's bright sun, but this is a beautiful view of Havana, Cuba from this district, which is central Havana. So, Jorge, what do you see when you look around? Paint the picture for the listener, what you see. Hi, hello, my name is George. I am here in the Trail Last Travel, and I am now in Havana, Cuba. Now I'm going to show you my city. We are now in Havana Center. Since here we can go to old Havana, it's in that way. Maybe to modern Havana, it's in that way. You can enjoy beautiful buildings with maybe 70 or maybe 80 years. For example, that beautiful building is our Revolution Square, very important place where we celebrate different and important meetings. For that way, we find our baseball stadium. It's our national sport. Two years ago, Obama was in that stadium. This place is a cigars factory. We have maybe two in this neighborhood. That beautiful building is a church. was busy for the Pope Francisco maybe three years ago. That church for around two years was the point more height in our city and was built in 1926. And well, this is my city, all but beautiful at the same time, with different colors. Well, this is my city. I invite you to come to Cuba. I am very happy for this opportunity with the trio, trio, last travel. <laughs> Perfectamente. Yeah. Jorge, can you recommend one more song for those listening? Maybe a song that you about, think about, about your city, about Havana. I recommend you one song from the Zafiros, and the name is Havana. I can sing something. Havana, mi dulce Havana, dulce tu calles, bello estru prado, dulce tu capital. <laughs> Hola, Missoula. Mandela here, your host of The Trail Less Traveled, the Trail 1033's adventure series, which airs every Sunday night at 6. You can see pictures, archive previous episodes, and contact me on the official website, traillesstraveled.net. If the show has ever made you laugh or inspired you, please consider writing us a review and subscribing to the podcast. The podcast is free and available wherever you gather podcasts. I'd like to thank my guest for this week, Jorge Enrique Pascual Isiguere. Jorge works in IT in Havana and speaks four languages fluently. When he's not working in the office, he likes to help his uncle out by giving tours around his city. My name's Mandela, your host of The Trail Less Traveled, and my goal for this show is to take you, the listener, back to mankind's earliest form of entertainment. Therefore, every week, I'll be interviewing an adventurer about what they do, how they do it, and how the community can start adventuring in a similar fashion. The Trail Less Traveled is recorded at the Missoula Broadcasting Company, nestled in the mountains of beautiful Missoula, Montana. But most often, I'm recording this show on location around the world, in some of the most remote locations, in order to find these adventurers and storytellers and connect with them in their natural habitat. My adventure tip this week is, when you're traveling to Cuba, I suggest flying through Newark, Fort Lauderdale, or Miami, and traveling with crisp $100 bills or euro. It's very hard to exchange $20 bills, and if your money is at all damaged, it's often not accepted in most banks. 
Well, that's it for this week, my friends in Missoula and around the world. But until next week's adventure, please do something for Mother Earth and get outside. Shred the gnar, because as you know, the gnar does not shred itself. <laughs>